This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Uh-oh. This is not going to help electric cars, especially not in California. Recently, the state announced it's banning sales of new internal combustion engine vehicles by 2035. But now it's warning residents not to charge their EVs. The state is facing an extreme heat wave and is trying to avoid overwhelming the power grid. It doesn't want EV owners to plug in from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. over the three-day Labor Day weekend. As you can well imagine, the anti-EV crowd is having a field day with this. As China pivots to electric cars, foreign automakers are getting left behind. Get this, Japong and Hozan outsell VW's two Chinese joint ventures. Bloomberg reports that 80% of NEV, or new energy vehicle sales in China, are with Chinese automakers. The China Passenger Car Association predicts that NEV sales, which includes BEVs, fuel cells, and PHEVs, will hit 6 million units this year, which is twice as much as last year. One critic says that EVs from foreign automakers don't have enough range, have outdated styling, are behind in technology, and are overpriced. Of course, none of this applies to Tesla in China. It's now back to pre-lockdown production levels. Last month, it made 77,000 EVs in China, according to the China Passenger Car Association. And with recent upgrades, Tesla's plant in Shanghai will be able to make a million vehicles a year. August was a pretty good month for some car companies in the U.S. market, and for others, it was a nightmare. Automakers sold nearly 1.3 million vehicles, which was down from last year. The SAR was only 13.2 million, which is quite weak, and was slightly down from July. The companies that had a great month include General Motors, Ford, the VW Group, including Audi and Porsche, Tesla, and Mercedes. At the other end of the spectrum were Honda, Mitsubishi, Jaguar Land Rover, Nissan, and Volvo. Speaking of EV sales, on Monday when we reported that Mercedes had started production of its EQS SUV in the U.S., we thought that it would qualify for the federal tax credit. Turns out, that thing is just too stinking expensive. It starts at just over $105,500 and tops out at over $133,000, including destination charges. To qualify for EV subsidies, an SUV can't cost more than eighty dollars and we're pretty sure that EQS SUV buyers won't qualify either because they make too much money. Those filing a joint return have to earn less than $300,000 a year. And if this all sounds a little confusing to you, we suggest that you watch our YouTube video that breaks down how the federal tax credits for buying an EV are doled out. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.
We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Here's an interesting report from a company called Best Brokers. It points out that the prices of the best-selling cars and trucks in the U.S. are up a jaw-dropping 22% over the last three years. The Chevrolet Silverado and GMC Sierra, Honda Civic and F-150 are up the most. Then come the Honda CRV and Ram 1500. But Toyota's best-selling models, the Camry, Highlander, RAV4 and Tacoma have not gone up as much. Best Broker says that by keeping prices lower, it looks like Toyota is going for market share. Last month, Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla will start shipping 500-mile range versions of its semi this year. And now it's hiring technicians to service those trucks at five locations, four in California and one in Reno, Nevada. Obviously, that's where the first semis will be delivered to customers. And it looks like those deliveries could start happening soon. The U.S. is all about Buy American right now. But the Biden administration is already looking at waivers for EV chargers. That's because only a small number of companies can meet the requirements. And the administration is concerned it can't build out a national EV charging network fast enough to meet its EV sales goals. So the Federal Highway Administration is proposing to phase in domestic content rules over a period of time. And more waivers could be on the way. South Korea is not happy with the new Inflation Reduction Act, which excludes EVs not made in North America. And maybe its lobbying efforts are starting to pay off. South Korea's National Security Advisor says the U.S. will now look at the impact the law will have. South Korea, along with the EU, claim the law violates WTO and free trade agreements. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, we have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. The Netflix series Drive to Survive instantly made Formula One more popular than it's ever been. And it sure looks like Alfa Romeo is trying to do its own version. It just launched its own series called Beyond the Visible that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at the Alfa Romeo Formula One team. The first episode, which is out now, goes into what happens leading up to a new season and the races themselves. It's a good watch. But at just under nine minutes long, there's not as much detail to hook you into watching like Drive to Survive. Maybe the next episodes will bring more intrigue. 
And here's an intriguing story. Buried out in the English countryside is a tunnel. They call it the Catesby Tunnel, and it's owned by ARP, or Aero Research Partners. It's a wind tunnel, but this tunnel is 1.7 miles long, and it turns aerodynamic testing on its head. This, compared to conventional wind tunnel, is better because it's real. In a moving ground plane wind tunnel, you do have, you have a stationary car, and then you have a ground plane moving under it and wind moving over it. What we're always trying to do is replicate a moving car through a road, through the wind around it, and all wind tunnels turn all that around. And at the end of the run is a turntable, so they can turn the car around and run it right back the other direction. Multimatic took advantage of the tunnel to test its Mazda DPI car at speeds up to 120 miles an hour. And it says it's better than testing aerodynamics at a track. The problem with moving through the real world is wind, potentially rain at times, gusting wind, all of the things that change while you're out in the real world. So this is the real world without any of the weather, without any of the wind. Everything's at a constant temperature. It's a perfect two miles of totally, totally controlled atmosphere. And there's a fascinating backstory on the tunnel. It was actually built in 1898 as a Victorian railway tunnel. And there's still soot on the ceiling from the coal burning trains. The tunnel was closed to trains in 1966 and has now been transformed into a state-of-the-art aerodynamic testing facility. And a programming note here, Autoline Daily will be off the air on Monday since we'll be closed for the Labor Day holiday here in the U.S. So, have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Experience Dolby Atmos, anywhere, anytime. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.